Welcome to the Radio Plasma Podcast, a space dedicated to the exchange of ideas, conversations, stories, music, performances, and randomness. Listen at radioplasma.com. Also, we are on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, TuneIn, and Stitcher. I'm your producer and host, Johan Rashi Vega. And today, I'm so happy and glad to welcome Mike Lemmy here in our studio. Mike, thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. Thank you for creating the space as well. This is great. I'm having a great time. So you are here visiting the Plasma Media Lab because we are going to talk about your show, your work, and the upcoming presentation you're going to have in June here at Gateway CR, just a couple of blocks from here. Yeah, June 29th, I'll be at Gateway City Arts uh, right here in Holyoke, uh, Mass. It feels like the new Brooklyn. Like Holyoke feels like the new Brooklyn right now. I grew up in Chicopee, about 10 minutes away from Gateway City Arts, 10 minutes away from the studio. And I can't believe that these places are here now. Like I wish they were here when I was a kid. Uh, I'm so excited to be back and to be performing in these spaces. It's, it's fantastic. It's great. It's great to see what you guys have done with the place. So you have been doing a lot of work. <laughs> and... Being a comedian is not an easy task. Many people think, yeah, it's such a fun thing to do, but, and indeed it is. I'm pretty sure you have a lot of fun, but at the same time it's a lot of work and sometimes it's not as fun as it seems to be when you're on stage. It's um, doing stand-up definitely is fun. I have a I have a great time performing, but there's a lot of work that does go into doing to doing these shows. It's like constant writing, constant rewrites, constant sending out emails, and you basically as you basically have two different jobs. You have the performance side, but then you also have the business side. So if the business side isn't going well, that performance side is not going to be as fun as it should be. So it's kind of like uh, doing what you love to do, but making it a business at the same time. That's the that's the tricky part. So the fun is when I'm on stage, but in order to have that fun, I need to put the work in um, during the day to find the joy when I, when I touch that microphone, you know? So it's, uh, it's definitely still, it's fun, but it's a lot of work. How did you start it? When was that moment when you realized, hmm, I can do this. I should do this. I started doing stand-up at my eighth grade talent show, uh, Fairview uh, Veterans Memorial Middle School. It's, I don't think it's there anymore. I think they shut Fairview down. Uh, I think it's like an elementary school now or something like that. But I did a, a talent show, eighth grade. I did seven minutes of stand-up. It was awesome. And then I started going to like open mic nights uh, in East Hampton and then all around Western Mass. And uh, I just started doing it more and more. And when I went to college, uh, I went to college outside of Boston. So that's when I started to get on stage like weekly and then I moved to New York and do it nightly stuff like that so it's just been a just been just trying to do it as much as possible. So I started when I was a kid and now I've been doing, I've been getting on stage half my life. So I started when I was 14, I'm 28 now, and uh, I'm, I'm making a little bit more money than I was when I was 14. <laughs> so it's kind of just casually, just casually uh, trying to make a career out of this. Um, and I just, I love it so much. It's like when you find a thing you want to do, you just keep doing it. And even if you're not making a lot of money off of it at the beginning, you the more, the better you get at it, the, hopefully the more financially stable you can become, hopefully, you know, if not, you get, a, get another job somewhere, who knows, day jobs. <laughs> when you talk about the business side and it's such a task and sometimes taking a lot of risks, I'm thinking of this series of performances that you did in New York that yeah. you pretty much put all your money and all your work to <laughs> rent a theater and 
create your own season of performances. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not even my money. It was uh, it was some credit cards, a lot of credit cards. It's like I never had that money. I never will have that money. Uh, I, I just, for some reason, money doesn't matter to me, and I think it's because I've never had money. So if if you don't have something, you you can't miss it when you when it's no longer there. I guess. So I uh, I rented out the under St. Mark's Theater in the East Village. It's this fifty seat black box theater. I rented out for fifteen nights, and I did a. I worked on an hour show every one of those fifteen nights because I wanted to do an hour of comedy uh, and storytelling, and no one was going to give me that opportunity. So apparently, I, ha- I had good credit at the time, so I just I just took advantage of that good credit, and I did the thing I wanted to do. Um, we did every- we didn't have to cancel one show. We did all fifteen. We had at least. The smallest audience we had was three people. The biggest, we sold it out. We had 50 people. And each one of those shows was fun and a, and a learning experience. I had a different musician on to close out each show. And um, I never would have had that experience if I didn't take the, the the risk of like ruining my credit and going into a lot of debt. But you know what? I was happier because I did it. I was like, I don't advise you to do that. Don't do it. If you can find investors, do that. But if you want to do something and you don't really care about the, uh, the outcome, then I mean, why not? Why not? Uh, it's good to waste your money on things you want to do than, uh, than stupid things, you know? As a learning experience, <laughs> what, what are those moments that you got out of this 15 presentations. I learned how to stand on stage for an hour. You know, when you when you're starting out doing comedy, you usually only get like seven minute, ten minute, fifteen minute spots. Um, it's hard to find a place where you can do thirty, forty five to an hour, unless you're um, unless you have like someone who's uh, a representation. You have a manager who can send out emails for you and kind of talk you up and like help you get into some of these clubs. Or if you have a following already, if you if you have an audience, you can play anywhere. You know, if you can, if you, if you have people that will come out to see you, you can perform anywhere you want. And I didn't have either of those. So, but I still wanted that experience. So doing those 50 nights taught me I could stand on stage for an hour. If the jokes aren't going well, I know how to like talk to the crowd and be spontaneous and get more in the moment. And it also taught me how to, how to market myself as well, as opposed to just being uh, a comedian working on material. I was a comedian headlining a, a theater in East Village for 15 nights. Like I was, I was promoting it and performing at the same time. So I learned how to be more of a businessman from that, um, that experience. When you're preparing and doing your writing research for your shows, what is your inspiration? The inspiration is always uh, trying to figure out how I got to this point in my life. You know, uh, for those 15 nights, it was mostly all about like growing up in Western Massachusetts, dealing with some mental health issues, um, overcoming those mental health issues or working my way through them. And um, so my last show was all about the past and how I got to that point in my life. And this this new show that I'm going to be doing at Gateway City Arts um, is all about the present. Like how I, I talk about I talk about renting out a theater for 15 nights. I talk about about quitting my day job. I talk about just trying to be more spontaneous and having more fun. So this show is all about being more present as opposed to like overcoming the past or looking forward to the future. I'm all about today and like, and just enjoying the moment. Um, so the inspiration comes from like what I'm going through right now or what I went through in the past. But now it's all about, you know, being happy and enjoying the moment because I, I, I take crazy risks. So I'm like, I'm embracing that. And that's that's part of who I am. And a lot of people don't, uh, you know, rent out a theater with their credit cards. And I did. So I want to tell people about it. You know, why not? People want to hear it. So I'm um, just talking about what I'm going through right now. Yeah. When you create 
this content is also, and I like that you utilize the word storytelling. Yes. Because it's not only a show for having a good time, a good laugh, and entertaining your audience. It's a way to have people to appreciate life and to actually open up and understand serious issues. Mm -hmm. When you you mention uh, personal experiences and the mental health awareness, it is something so important that still today is a stigma and something that is sometimes really hard to talk about. 100%, yeah. Um, even just growing up in Western Massachusetts, like uh, growing up in Chicopee, like I, I didn't know anyone else that was going through the kind of uh, family issues that I was going through because we didn't have outlets to talk about our, our pain. Like you kind of just kept it inside. But now in 2018, you can you can express yourself as much as you want. And you kind of like people want you to express it yourself because that helps them express themselves. Um, so it's just it's, it's kind of like you take you take the the most um, all the pain, all the joy in your life and you want to condense it down into an hour and try to make it relatable to people that don't know you or they do know you. And that's the coolest experience when you take all this pain, all this joy, and you, you find a way to make it relatable to people that never experienced those things. That's like that's such a cool, unique experience. And then it makes maybe it makes them feel more comfortable to talk about whatever they're going through. This is really awesome and such a perfect timing, like you were mentioning. When we are during the moment we're doing this recording of this episode in May, the month of mental health awareness. There we go. Perfect timing. (laughs) And what a better way to connect through laughing. Yeah, it's it's all about it's all about finding a way to uh, to make light of situations or not make light of it, but like and uh, um, not feel uncomfortable by it. You know, it's like a lot of people have everyone has problems, uh, but a lot of people don't express those problems. And when you don't express them, that's when things get a little dangerous. I think uh, it's like um, I I'm a much happier person now because I'm more open and honest about what I'm going through than when I was just trying to keep that inside. So by getting on stage, by talking about my experiences, I, it makes me so much happier. And I went to therapy. I went to a lot of therapy. The, big, the biggest difference between this show and the last show is this is me post-therapy. I went to therapy for seven months. Uh, I stopped going because my therapist graduated. I didn't know that was a thing. My therapist, gra- I, I'm a, my therapist graduated. She was an intern at the clinic I went to, and she was like the greatest. Like Going to therapy and meeting my therapist was like the best thing that's happened to me uh, uh, because like she taught me how to talk about my pain without a microphone and with someone who can talk back to you too, which is even more important. And she helped me out so much, like going to therapy and uh, changed my life completely. I loved it. It was awesome. Mike, what makes you laugh? What makes me laugh? Um, I, uh, I, and whatever, whatever, what, what makes me laugh? What does make me laugh? Uh, Comedians, I love comedians. I love my friends. I love my family. They all make me laugh. Uh, pretty much, stuff that catches me off guard is funny too. Like I, I love laughing when I didn't think I was gonna laugh. That's my favorite thing, which relates a lot to my comedy. Because like when I was talking about my childhood and stuff that happened in the past, a lot of my friends would come up to me like, "I didn't think I would laugh at that, but that was hilarious." You know. So those are sometimes that's the funniest things. The funniest thing is when you weren't thinking you're gonna laugh, especially if it might be a more emotional subject, and you find yourself laughing. That is magical. Like that's when I like to laugh the most when I didn't think I was going to. How do you feel about being able to perform in Holyoke in a place 
that is now a venue yeah. for all different type of events, like it is Gateway City Arts, and I don't know, it, it's kind of like having a homecoming. It, it it feels like a homecoming. It definitely feels like a homecoming being at Gateway City Arts. Um, I'm super excited. I have all, all my friends are like talking about like they just love the new venue. Like they love that this place is here now. Like the, the fact I might move back. I might move back to Western Massachusetts. Like this feels like the, like Holyoke feels like the new Brooklyn to me. You know, I might move back. Uh, I'm super excited uh, and uh, I love that there's a place in Holyoke that allows all this kind of creativity. Um, that did not exist just a few years ago. Like I, I'm super excited. I'm 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 happy to be back, and I I can't wait for the show. I don't I don't remember what the what was the question. I don't remember the question. <laughs> yeah. No, how, how do you feel? I feel great. I feel great. Um, I'm excited for people. I'm excited for people to see me after going to therapy. You know, I, I think it's a different outlook on life. Uh, I'm much more fun and outgoing and just like loose and living in the moment. And um, the material I'm working on now is much, uh, much more about um, my life in New York City and just um, having fun. You know, like I, I went through a lot of uh, a lot of the pain so I can experience the joy now. And I want you to experience that joy with me. You're listening Radio Plasma. And we want to listen to your feedback. Let us know your thoughts, ideas, suggestions, comments, requests people or matters that you would like to hear about in this space. You can contact us on our website, radioplasma.com, and through our social media channels, Twitter, Radio Plasma Lab, and facebook.com slash radioplasma. When you talk about Brooklyn, thinking in the melting pot that Brooklyn is, having all different sorts of activities happening every day, everywhere, yeah. arts, music, dances, food, uh, interactions, pop-ups, anything and it's interesting when you are in the city it doesn't matter where you're from you are a new yorker yeah 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 i feel like um i've, I've been living in new york city for six years but it feels like 20 at least like i feel like every one year in new york is so much longer than everywhere else it feels like like i feel like i've grown much more as a person and uh i do yeah i, I occasionally do yeah i do feel like a new yorker sometimes when i'm walking around even though i've only been there six years there's something about being in that city that makes you feel like you've been there a lot longer so when you say you might be moving back How does that make you feel in, in, in terms of doing such big transition? Oh, I might have just been joking about that one. <laughs> that was the, fir the first joke. Uh, I mean, you never know. I might move back at some point, but I, I still I love New York City too much to, to leave. But I think I think people would want me to stay in New York. So when I come back and do these shows, they can hear about my struggles in New York City. Like that's pretty much uh, uh, like I think I think just trying to survive somewhere else and then telling the story about it is really interesting. Thing and uh, I, I think uh, I like having a little mystery behind me too. Like I like doing a show in Western Mass like once every year, every two years, so people don't really know what I've been up to. So then when they come see me there, they, that's a whole new experience. So I think uh, if people just saw me walk around town, I want to be as cool as being like, oh, this guy he was in New York City and now he's coming back to Holyoke and he's gonna tell us jokes for an hour. Like there's a mystery behind that that I love so much. So I um, I, I think I want to I gotta stay away for a little bit longer, you know. I gotta stay in New York. And actually, you have a busy agenda right now. You you yeah. have a lot of different presentations in different cities. Mm -hmm. So, what is the plan for this tour? 
the plan for this tour is I, I just been I've been doing comedy. I quit my day job a year ago um, this week actually, and I just been piecing together comedy shows ever since and trying to make a little bit of money off of it um, and just trying to pay my bills through doing stand up. So this uh, this tour is with uh, T K Kelly. He's a hilarious comedian. He writes for Tosh Point out in Los Angeles. Uh, we met each other while we were interning for Conan O'Brien uh, in 2011. So he sent me a message saying that he wanted to do like an East Coast tour. So we just decided to do the Northeast. So we're going to do Gateway City Arts. Uh, we're going to do Thunder Road in Somerville. Uh, we got some great shows coming up in Burlington, Vermont. And then uh, we're doing a show in Hartford, Connecticut, I believe. And we're all over the place. And then uh, I'm going to Austin for a week. And then Portland, Oregon, San Francisco, Los Angeles. And I want to end up going back to, I went to London, um, London, I did stand up in London, Dublin, and Glasgow last year, and it was incredible. And I want to do more international stuff at some point, but I need to get a new credit card for that to happen. I think, <laughs> I think, uh, but I can, I can find a way. Like money has not been an obstacle. The, the point of this tour is money's not an obstacle to me because uh, you find a way to make it happen. At some, some way, some way you make it happen. From we can cut all that out. <laughs> Actually, money's not an obstacle. Sounds like a good name for the tour. The money's not uh, money's not obstacle. So, j but just give me your money. Tickets are on sale now. Tickets are ten dollars in advance, fifteen at the door for Gateway City Arts. I want it to sell out in advance. Like I will, I will happily lose money if the tickets sell out. Ten dollars in advance, get them. Uh, money's not an obstacle, but I would appreciate it. <laughs> From all the different opportunities to perform and do stand up. Is there any specific one that you remember the most? Hmm. Um, the one that stands out the most right now is um, last year um, when I was in Glasgow, I did, um, there's one night where I did three shows, but I was, I was only doing like 15 minute spots per show. And on the last show, the person who was closing had to leave early. So they had to switch spots with me. So I ended up like, closing out a show in Glasgow, um, doing like 25 minutes of, uh, uh, and I just went up there and at first the material wasn't working. So, and I was the last person on the show. So you don't want them to leave with that taste in it. You want it, you want it to be like a good way to end the show. So the material is not working. So I kind of just like, I put the microphone down and I just started talking to them and like having like a back and forth Q and A about like what, like what I don't know about Scotland, what I don't know about Glasgow. And I was just creating jokes in the moment with everyone in the room. And it was so much more fun than what I had prepared. Like sometimes you gotta take away, or you, you wanna go unprepared. You wanna have material, but sometimes you gotta get rid of that material and just be loose and like talk to the people in the room because that'll like, sometimes that's funnier than what you had prepared. Like you could be working on jokes for years, but if you uh, acknowledge something happened in the moment, that's gonna get a bigger laugh than those jokes you had prepared. And I, so like, I was in Scot I was in Glasgow, Scotland, talking to a bunch of strangers in the basement of a bar for like 25 minutes. I got paid to do it, and it was it was amazing. It was so much fun, and uh, that that taught me to like kind of like believe in yourself as opposed to just depending on the material. So like you have the material, but also you got to like be present. You know, like being present is such a huge part of uh, my experience as a comedian. Being able to perform in different cities even internationally, being able also to be featured in different media outlets such as PBS and different networks. What do you feel is so far your biggest accomplishment until until now? 
My biggest accomplishment is renting out a theater for 15 nights. That is my biggest accomplishment because that would never have happened if I didn't take the initiative to do it. And uh, like growing up, I was just a, I was a shy, quiet kid. And the fact that I just like said, whatever, I'm, I'm moving to New York City. I'm going to pursue these dreams. I'm going to like, I'm just going to take the shot at like doing these shows. That's like by far the best accomplishment. Um, and then that led to like me being more confident as a performer. That led to those interviews national shows. I wrote a play that went up at the same theater for a festival. And now it's all because of me, like just taking a shot and doing it like that. That's definitely the biggest accomplishment I've done. And it's because, you know, I, I put the work in to do it too. What will be your advice for people, especially youth who feel they can try doing stand up and putting their energies towards this? My advice for uh, the youth out there listening, uh, don't get a credit card. Do not get a credit card. I know I've been telling you, like, my best accomplishment has been renting out a theater for 15 nights that I put on my credit card. Don't do that. Okay, learn from me. Uh, find people that believe in what you're doing and ask for their money. Okay, like, see if you can, like, get producers. Like, that's the, the thing is, like, uh, you don't, like... Maybe the first time you do something, you do it on your own, but don't do it again. Don't do it again on your own. Like bring on people, bring on a team that supports you and believes in what you're doing that might have the ability to support it financially too. Like there's a lot of producers out, there's a lot of people out there that just like to produce stuff. And if you can find those people, And you can help, and they and you can get them on your team. That's gonna be such an easier. You can you can you can get nicer meals. Okay, you can eat better if you don't spend all your money on renting out a theater for 15 nights. Um, so definitely like find a team of people that believe in you. If you want to start doing stand up, go to an open mic night. Uh, meet the other comedians. And um, and if and don't just do that. Go to an actual comedy show. Like if you want to do comedy, go like find out who your favorite comedian is um, and go see them when they're when you're in, when they're in your town. Like going to a professional comedy show is gonna get you much more motivated than just ho hanging out open mic nights. Hanging out open mic nights are great to perform at, but you want to see like a real like a professional not a real comedian professional comedian on a on a real stage performing in front of actual audience members that. That's going to inspire you so much. So you want to do it, but you also, you also want to learn from the other people that have been doing it too. So go out and create things, but also learn from everyone else that's doing the same thing you're doing and don't get a credit card unless you actually need one. Interesting dilemma to be. <laughs> you know, yeah, take chances, but don't, don't take too many chances, I guess. I don't know. Or, or do it. Who cares? I don't know. Talking about going to see other comedians perform, Who are the ones that you took inspiration from? Yeah, uh, my favorite comedians. Uh, my favorite comedian is Chris Rock. Uh, I, um, he uh, he's like in his 50s now, and he's he's creating some of his best material, which is even more inspiring. Um, I got to see him work out his material for the, his last his Netflix special, and it was incredible. Um, Uh, Mark Maron, I got to see him perform at Carnegie Hall, and it was uh, like uh, he, Mark Maron turned Carnegie Hall into like uh, a bar where he was just talking to 12 people. Like it was the most intimate show I've ever seen in my life at Carnegie Hall, the most prestigious venue, at least in New York City. He made Carnegie Hall feel just like uh, he was talking to a bunch of random people at an open mic night. It was incredible. 
Um, and then just uh, John Moses is a comedian who lives in New York City, but I met him in Springfield. Uh, he's one of my favorite comedians. Uh, P.D. Diabrio is a comedian in New York City. Um, I get mostly inspired by the comedians I perform with every night. So like I have my all-time favorite comedians, but like just comedians I see that out there working every single night, developing new material. Those, those uh, men and women inspire me so much. I love it. So we are having this conversation with Mike Lemmy and he's going to be doing his stand-up comedy show in Gateway City Arts, June 29th. We're so glad of having these opportunities and most important now, getting the chance to talk to you here in the studio is, is a really amazing way to connect and to create this interaction that not only takes place during your performance, but gets people to to know you more about what your show is about, what is behind putting this show together, and how much fun it is to do it as well. Yeah, I'm I'm super happy to to be here too because like if you if you enjoy listening to this, you're gonna love me on stage too because it's basically this but with dirtier jokes, a little a little bit dirtier, you know, not too dirty. Uh, but I, my whole comedy is basically behind the scenes look at my life too. So if you enjoy behind the scenes look, a behind the scenes look at performers, like I think you'd really enjoy my comedy because it's basically just talking about my my show is basically about a 28 year old broke comedian trying to survive in New York City from Western Massachusetts. Massachusetts. So if that appear, uh, appeals to you, you should definitely come check it out. Uh, if, you, if you made it this far in the interview, you would love the actual show, I, I guarantee you. How can people get to know more about uh, your different shows, your tour, information uh, in general? Yeah, you can check out my website. It's MikeLemmy.com uh, or follow me on Instagram at MikeLemmy. Uh, Venmo me. You can Venmo me if you want. No, you I'm just kidding. Uh, you can uh, check out MikeLemmy.com. Uh, all my dates are listed on there. And um, my email address is on there if you want to send me some If you have any questions about starting out doing comedy in Western Massachusetts or uh, doing, if you have any questions for me, you know, uh, send me an email. I'm, I, I, get, I get back to you right away. Mike, thank you so much for, for your time, for being here, for making this, this conversation take place. I think it's such an inspiration to see someone from Western Mass making it whatever way, whatever yeah. means necessary and being able to share and tell the story. Thank you so much. I, I love I love that there's an opportunity now in Western Massachusetts to come on and, and express the, 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 to tell the story. Yeah, I love that you guys built this place. It's amazing. And yeah, if, if anyone has any questions, they want, uh, they want to talk to me about comedy, just send me an email. Talk to me about anything. I'm lonely. Talk to me about, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> just email me. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> This is our conversation with Mike Lemmy, and the invitation remains open for see his show, June 29, Gateway City Arts in Holyoke. And all the information about tickets and contact for Mike is also available in the posting of this episode on radioplasma.com. Once again, Mike, thank you so much. Thank you. And with this, we conclude this session of the Radio Plasma podcast that has been recorded and produced here in the Plasma Media Lab in the Gendra Youth Development Center in Holyoke, Mass. I'm your producer and host, Johan Rashivega. Thank you for listening. <laughs>